Hello and welcome back to the After the Buzzer podcast. A lot has happened. Yeah, for sure. So let's start off with our top four predictions for Europe's top five leagues. So yeah, Neil, how do you feel? I mean, how do you think that the Premier League is going to look this season? So honestly, in my opinion, Manchester City are going to win the league again because their team is just phenomenal. And with their addition of English wonder kid, Jack Grealish, is that how you say it? Grealish, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grealish, yeah. Jack, Jack Grealish. This team is just, like, insane. Yeah, yeah I, I'm honestly been wondering, who is Jack Grealish? Oh, Jack Grealish, is, he's like a playmaker that's very similar to who City currently have, which is De Bruyne. And he used, he Grealish used, utilizes his slick dribbling and creative passing to carve open defenses. And I feel like, in my opinion, he's the perfect player for Pep. And he's basically another De Bruyne to add into a team, which is just insane considering that now they have two almost world-class midfielders in their team. Yeah, that's true, to be honest. But he's also now the record British um, signing, costing Manchester um, a whopping t- uh, 100 million pounds. But moving on, I believe that Manchester um, United will find uh, will finish um, second in the league. They have uh, completed the signings of talented English uh, Jaden uh, Sancho from BVB and World Cup winner uh, Barrett from Real Madrid. Yeah, yo, I agree with you, Neil. But like Ole also has a point to prove to everyone else since you know he's not been brought success to United yet. But he's done a very good job at steadying the ship after he was brought as in as a caretaker manager. Yeah. But, um... in, what, Neil, what are your next predictions? So next, no offense to you, Addy, but I predict that Liverpool to finish third and for um, oh. to finish fourth. Even if Chelsea won the Champion League, Liverpool has a stronger team, in my opinion, and I believe that they will continue on the hot run that they had towards the end of the last season. Oh, Neil, that that is that is a very interesting take. But it, it, like after what we've seen, I think this year. Compared to the last few seasons, we've only seen Manchester City and Liverpool like, be the, t- the, only, the front, the top two that have competed. And last year, Liverpool, of course, they, they crumbled, sustained a lot of injuries, and you know, they ended up finishing third. But I think this season, it's any of the top four, Neil, that you said, any of them can easily win the league, in my opinion. Manchester United, maybe not as much, but any of them can win the league. Liverpool... With, with Van Dijk coming back from injury, even if he may not be world-class like how he was before, he's still Virgil Van Dijk. He's still a top-class defender. And plus, with the signing of Ibrahim Kanate, which, which is another centre-back, to bo- bolster their defence, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how the season plays out. I do think, though, that Chelsea might finish higher than at least what I thought, because I thought we'd just be finishing third, fourth for the next few seasons. But with what Tuchel's doing with the club, I think he might strive for maybe a first or second place finish this season. But you know what? We'll see. So, Rashid, yeah, how so do you feel about the Bundesliga this season? No, I just want to go back to, like, Tuchel and how, you know, you're talking about Chelsea. So, like, I was wondering how he's going to play out his offense this year because, you know, last year their defense was phenomenal, of course, because that's Chelsea. But, like, how, how is their offense going to work this year? They might want to make that stronger, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So what they've been doing is that as of recording our predictions, we've watched the first game of the season and we have seen that Chelsea have finalized the transfer for a certain Romelu Lukaku, who's a 28-year-old Belgium striker from Inter Milan for, I think, also around maybe 97 million million pounds. And he is he is a world-class striker. So that's a great addition to the team, in my opinion. He's a perfect player for Tuchel style. And we'll see what he does against Arsenal. And how is, how, how is he going to be a great addition to the team, right? Because, like, they, they already got, like, a bunch of good players uh, going on their team. So, like, is he, is he like, good friends with anyone? I'm just curious, to be honest, because, like, you know, the first thing I think of when you add new players to a team is, like, even with ball, right? Like, are the players well-known to each other? Like, how are they going to interact? How are they going to play out yeah. together, right? Yeah. Sure. Just... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. The interesting thing about Lukaku, which is our new signing, very interesting thing is that he used to play for our club around a decade ago. We yeah, I remember, I remember. Yeah, when he was in, maybe in his teens or in his 20s, we signed him. And he was, he played a few games for us. He played in the Super Cup in 20, late 2012 when we lost to Bayern. I'm pretty sure it was, or 2013 when we lost to Bayern. Missed the pen. Then we sold him off to Everton. And now we sold him for 25 million pounds and we bought him back for around 97, which is, I mean, if we, if we kept him, that would have been good. But I think if you look at like him and Tuchel style, Tuchel likes to play with, like uh, what Sumit said a few, a few weeks ago when we had our other Champions League preview podcast, whatever. He said that Tuchel likes to play with the target man, which is like a bigger player, like a, like a tall, big player that likes to hold up the ball, find passes, whatever. Lukaku is perfect for that. And that's what Timo Werner isn't. And that's what Timo Werner's kind of been struggling in this team. And Tammy Abraham has been, at some points, he's been really good. But I, at this point, at this point, since we finalized Lukaku signing, I think Abraham's gonna go. Silent. So, so I, oh yeah, so I was gonna ask you that. So do you think Timo Werner might go as well too? Like, because you know he's on his peak right now. We can probably sell him high and get some good, uh, you know, money back off him, and then try to invest that maybe you know into making our defense even more stronger. Because I know it's already strong. But like maybe even make it stronger. What do you say about that? Like, yeah, Rishi, um, in my opinion, I think Timo Werner, he has a lot to offer to the team. But at the moment, if you look at his, because he's a striker, right? Attackers are supposed to get you goals. He's not been getting the amount of goals that you'd want a 40 or 50 million pound striker to get. Except he's been providing a lot. He had around 20, 15 to 20 uh, goals and assists contributions last season. Pretty good. But I think Tuchel might implement him as like a, more, more of a midfield player, more of a player that might want to use speed to feed Lukaku, and Lukaku might be the finisher instead of him yeah, being the finisher. Yeah, I see. So they're going to change their formation up, right? Maybe have like just one, one attacker in the, in the front. Exactly. I, I, think, I think a formation change might happen if they want to play Werner. But if they don't want to play Werner, we always have, we have a stock in the field defense. I think we are in the running for a certain Jules Kunde, which is a a young center back that, that plays for Sevilla, but he's going to cost around 80 million pounds though, because Sevilla aren't willing to let him go. And his release, they, they said that if, if, if any team wants to get him, they have to pay the release clause, but that's something to look out for in the future. Yeah, for sure. And then, yeah. So, you know, you're telling me about the Bundesliga going to play out this season. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, man, I think Bayern Munich's going to, Bayern Munich's going to win. Of course, there is no debate about that. 
They won the league nine times in a row. I just picked that in nine times. And I believe this season is going to be their 10th. And yeah, they're the only team that could have possibly competed against Bayern. And that's by BVB. But they sold one of their best talents, Sancho, to Manchester United. But they did, however, uh, sign 22-year-old Daniel Malin from PSV. And he seems like a promising striker to pair up uh, alongside Holland. Yeah, I mean, Rashid, you bring up an absolutely correct point there. Um, I believe that this season will be Malin's breaking through season. But the sad thing about this league is that there is not, it's not that competitive anymore. You know, like the fact that we can already predict the winner before the season actually starts shows it all. Addy, why don't you talk to us a little bit about um, your series prediction, your series A predictions? Okay. Yeah, as what Rashid, Neil, you guys brought us some good points. Sadly, like we we're not seeing a lot of competition in the German league, but hopefully another team can win it. We're rooting for another team in the after the buzzer office. Like we're rooting for another team to win, but obviously Bayern's probably going to win. And swiftly moving on to my Serie A predictions, I feel like this season's going to be very competitive because we're looking at Juventus side which I think still is the favorite, even though they, they reached fourth last year out of the 20 teams. I think Juventus is still the favorite because obviously when you have Ronaldo and you're playing 11, that, that ob- you obviously add an advantage straight away. But with what Ronaldo is, with the form he's in and what he's been currently like saying to the media and everything about his future, maybe his, maybe his time at Juventus is slowly starting to come up. Like maybe it's time for Juventus to sell him now while he still can, because he's on a monstrous wage and invest in other people. But other than Juventus, we like Inter Milan have also been in a bit of a crisis as well, because even if they did win, they won Syria last season with Lukaku, Blautoro, Martinez, all these big players. They were still in around 80 million euro debt, I think. 80 or 100 million euro debt. I, 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 it's honestly, it's beyond me. I don't even know why. I think it's because the the owners, the I think Asian owners were spending the money really, like like they weren't spending the money properly. But for some reason, even after winning the league last season, they still had to sell off some big players like uh, Arkaf Hakimi to PSG for around sixty million euros, and he is a uh, I, I'm saying it, he's a world class right wing back. He's constantly involved in the and and whichever team he plays there plays in whether that be Dortmund a few seasons back or Inter Milan this season where he got a decent amount of goals and assists and they also sold Romelu Lukaku to Chelsea for around 100 million euros and that's that's going to end up I think that might be a huge blow to their to their Syria um, title ambitions to win again because selling probably one of your best attackers and your best wing back is going to put you at a disadvantage but they have done some work to 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 get um replacements for those positions though after they signed Denzel Dumfries who had a sta- a, a breakout Euro 2020 see uh Euro 2020 competition and they signed a 34 year old Evan Jacko who in my opinion he's just not good enough so so at, at this point the only team that has money is PS, PSG they're the, yeah. they're the only rich team out there yeah I feel like Juventus is slowly starting to well, with all Ronaldo, with Ronaldo's wages, everything's slowly starting to go away. Yeah. And if uh, you look, yeah, sorry, sorry for interrupting. Oh my bad. I'm just gonna quickly wrap up predictions. Okay, let's go to Atalanta, which is a, a very interesting team. It's everybody's dark horse team to win the title. 
very like they're very exciting to watch always get a lot of goals every year whatever i still don't think that they're capable of winning scudetto because they just don't have that world-class player that they need they they sold alejandro gomez before in january i was probably the one world-class player they had and yeah i think one favorite this year could actually be ac milan because We've seen them struggle over the past decade. They've been in really rough times, finishing mid-table, fifth, sixth, like finishing low. This season, their first season playing in the Champions League in a long time. And after they after they finalized the signs of Tamori and Giroud from Chelsea, like it's making them look like some like they look like some strong candidates to win the league compared to other teams. And yeah, so I think I believe that Milan might win it, but if if anything, Juventus is gonna Juventus is probably gonna win it. But I would like Milan to win it. So isn't also CR seven gonna like he's trying to leave Juventus? Isn't that also a thing, or am I just tripping? Yeah, yeah, Rashid, you're absolutely correct. It's beyond me, but I think because of how Juve struggled to the back end of last season, how they were really close not to get Champions League football. I think they were they were at the last day, at the last game of the season, they barely managed to qualify only because Napoli didn't get a win in their result in their game. And See, I, think, I, yeah, I, feel, to get I I just feel like the problem is not with you know these players, it's with the team's front offices, right? Like yeah. you gotta you gotta do something to keep your player, you gotta keep them happy, you gotta get right signings, you gotta watch over your revenue, right? To try to balance out your budget, maybe throw out some decent players or like bad players to get some top tier players it's the same thing with ball right like in the nba that's what happens too like damian lillard right he's struggling staying in portland because he's got no good players with him same thing same thing with uv right they got like ronaldo they don't really have that many strong players to uh help ronaldo right with his playing style so exactly yeah and speaking of ronaldo and as you said before PSG. Who do you think is gonna win the Farmers League? I mean, uh, Liga this year. Bro, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it the Farmers League, man. You kind of went too far there. But like, yeah, since uh, Lyle won the league last season, uh, I do, however, remember that PSG will comfortably win the league in this year with the additions of Ramos, Hakimi, and the Euro player of the tournament, Donnarumma. But it'll be very hard for any other team to compete against them. Plus, the possible addition of Leo Messi. This league might just become the PSG league at this point because, yeah, PSG has everyone. Anyways, moving on. Addy, what do you think about the league this season? All I know is that it is going to be a very hectic season. It is indeed going to be a hectic season, Neil. Barcelona have announced that they, they're going to part ways with Messi. And we're recording this before, um, before La League games are probably played. I feel like Messi's most likely going to go to PSG, probably already is at PSG at the time of uh, uh, publishing this podcast. And Messi leaving Barca changed the whole dynamic of the league, in my opinion. Ramos, Ramos and Varane have also left Real Madrid, which were, I, in my opinion, the, the team that was close enough to, to pip Atletico to the league last season. And over the past few seasons, their defense has always built them out. Ramos has always got goals. Varane's always been steady at the back, whatever. Yeah, for sure. Like, Atletico Madrid have only made themselves stronger with the addition of 
the Argentinian midfielder Copa America winner, Rodrigo De Paul, right? And as we already know how important Luis Suarez has been for Atletico and how lethal he's been in front of the goal. I agree with you, Shi. But you can't discount, even if we have been saying that Barca and Madrid have both been at their low points this season, you still can't like discount them, considering that Barca hasn't won like La Liga in two years. They haven't won a La Liga in two years, even when when they had Messi. So I'm just curious to see how they'll fare without him, having Memphis Depay up top, Griezmann, Coutinho, all these guys that that are almost just aren't. You, you could see him, like they, they were world class before they were at Barca, but now some, some of these players, that, yeah, they, so, they seem washed in my see, opinion. Here's here's my take on this. So I what I think we, like Barca can do is just end up selling all these you know renounced world class players as they call them and cash out because you know they're they're in dire need of cash and uh, you know sign some younger cores right because their development team is not that bad right as some other teams yeah. maybe yeah, develop a, a younger core and get them ready for for the upcoming years instead and that way they'll have a good cash flow uh, with their business and they'll be able to s- still stay somewhat up in the league right they might drop for maybe the next two years but after that they'll probably be back up so yeah yeah and i mean i think that will win the league again this year considering that both barcelona and real Madrid have um weakened their team severely i see this year as being Marcos' year again yeah that's exactly how i predict neil Rishi, who do you think is going to finish higher between Real and Barca? See, I would say even if they like, I would say Barca because even if they lose Messi, they still have an amazing forward line on paper, anyways, right? And now that we know Messi's gone, and you know with Ansu Fati coming back from injury and the signings of Pepe and Aguero, Barcelona seems pretty dangerous in attack. That is very true, Rishi. La Liga will also be in financial trouble because of the loss of Leo Messi. Even with one of the world's biggest derbies ever in El Clasico, that won't even feel the same anymore with no major stars on either side of of both both teams. At this point, I think the two major stars would probably be Karim Benzema and maybe, maybe Antoine Griezmann. It's it's really fallen from Messi versus Ronaldo. It has really fallen. Yeah, but let's just say they're, uh, you know, that, that league, La Liga is probably like, coming down to an end with the, the rain. You know, like 10 years ago, the rain was Real Madrid and Barcelona. But like now, since all these players, like they, they were called world class, but let, let's be honest, Griezmann doesn't seem world class anymore. Uh, uh, the, the other team, their, their players, Benzema is not that great, right? So yeah, I feel he, like Ben's going to come yeah. end, to an end of an era, right? Very interesting. Yeah, I, I think we are. She, and it's, it's really sad. But, like, looking more at – let's take a closer look at Barcelona. So, I think both Rishia and Neil, I think you two heard that Barca have been in some deep financial trouble. And I think that's all stemmed on from the previous president, who is – honestly, I think he's tarnished the club's reputation and absolutely just destroyed them in a way, forcing Messi to go. Yeah. I mean, let's just, let's just see what plays out, right? Let's just wait it out. I think Barca might – Take the, the the longer route, maybe drop their their uh okay decent players, I guess, and get some better talent on their team, or or just get some a younger core. But I just want to yeah. see how it plays out because 
honestly, I don't see a bright future for the two teams in the next five years. I think it's going to take them this decade to like at least by 2030, maybe we'll see them get better. Who knows? Right. Their financial troubles haven't ended yet. Yeah. I think that's just a wrap to the Barca and Real Madrid situation. Yep. Yeah, well, all right. I'd say in that case, we have come to the end of our podcast. So I'd like to thank everyone for listening. And if you did enjoy, please let us know how we did by leaving a comment section uh, by leaving a comment in the comment section down below. If you'd like to be featured in the podcast, don't be afraid to shoot us a message. And with that being said, uh, it's been Neil, Rashid, and Aditya, and we are out. <laughs>